If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com, slash Todd Huff Show. For those that want to watch the program live or on demand, it's good to be here. Just now getting the... (laughs) Video feed fired up a little slow on some problems here this morning. Welcome to the program. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, today I want to look, I want to tackle something that is, um, this is, this is sensitive. This is a sensitive issue as I've watched, uh, what has transpired over the past couple of weeks um, regarding racism, uh, police brutality, and all of the subsequent discussions that we've had, now including things like, uh, let's see, white allergies. Have you seen this? White allergies are now the topic of discussion in, in some circles. Matthew McConaughey uh, on a show, Uncomfortable, I'm going to get this wrong, I don't have it pulled up, but Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, I believe, is the name of this uh, podcast. I think a former NFL player, his last name is H-O, A-C-H-O. We've got Merriam-Webster redefining racism because someone apparently wrote in enough times to get their attention. We've got, I mean, Emmanuel H.O. is the guy's guy's name that has the podcast, uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Um, And so we've we've gotten all of these, this discussion has gone into all facets of our life. And there's something that I, look, I want I want to discuss this. I I am all open for discussions. I, I've I've made this abundantly clear. I, I'm a, I'm of the opinion that uh, there are things that um, you know that people who are not black need to try to understand in these circumstances. I'm I'm okay with that. I understand that. Um, I understand that there are. Um, you know, 
to, to understand perspectives. I, I've made this clear from the, from the very beginning. I understand that none of us understands everything and that some things that people have done innocently may have even added to, to hurt sometimes. I understand that. Uh, but innocently doing something is not something to feel guilty about. And this is what I've seen take place in well, really with a lot of a lot of white folks right now. And look, I know I'm saying this as a mid uh, Midwestern Christian conservative who is who is white. But I've seen I've seen people completely give up their own you know perspectives and think that and and believe that whatever conversation or viewpoint that this narrative leads to that we just need to sit and listen and accept whatever it is that someone someone says about us in fact i was watching going back to this i've gone back and forth here as i thought about this this morning this uh Matthew McConaughey interview. He's the one who was the guest on Emmanuel Hos uh, podcast, uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation with a black man. You know, Matthew McConaughey basically comes on there and, and says, you know, what, what can I do? You know, which is fine, but to the point where he's almost saying, you know, how bad am I? You know, how bad am I at this? What are all the terrible things I believe and do? And at one point, Emmanuel H.O. says to him, you know, one of the things you need to do is admit that when you pass a black man on the street that you have more fear than when you pass a white man on the street. The, the way that Emmanuel H.O. apparently believes that he knows every thought of every white person in America, and I understand what he's getting at. I certainly do. But to to make these blanket statements, to make these blanket statements, and then for the the white individual on this program or white America at large, for us to sit there and say, you're right, we're just terrible, terrible people in all respects. That That's, folks, that's not a conversation. That's not a conversation. That is, that's a lecture. And I'm not saying that there are not things that, White America needs to learn. Um, I'm saying it seems to me that again, I don't like talking in terms like this. This is not. This isn't how I view things. This isn't how I. I try to look at what's just right. And, and but nonetheless, I think that white America is ready. I think they have. We have been ready to have a conversation, understand some things, and try to be try to be better. But. The problem is I see way too many white people, good-meaning white people, who suddenly feel terrible about themselves. So I'm just going to say this. I, I did not feel any personal guilt with, what the, with, with what's happening. I, I am involved 0% in this. I am. And I'm going to say this as well. Many of you are involved 0% in this as well. Now they'll say that's egregious. You know, the first thing you have to do is take your, uh, your responsibility in this matter. Um, and just because a, just because white people, white officers 
have done things, period, I mean, that are not, uh, that are not good, that are in some case racist, in some case just, you know, using excessive force, some people are, I mean, whatever, whatever the immoral choices of a random white person are, that has no bearing on me whatsoever, none. I want justice for that person. I want justice for the victim. I shared before, and I, I know this comes up multiple multiple times lately, has come up multiple times lately, but, but serving on this jury that I served on a couple of years ago now where there was a death of a five-year-old boy really put this into perspective for me that, you know, when you're when you're tasked with the decision of whether or not someone's going to spend decades of their life in prison, something else that matters is that that person be given a fair chance, a fair trial, a fair hearing. And that person may be, candidly, uh, the scum of the earth, right? I shared that this, the defendant in our case, without any question, had texted some reprehensible and evil things to the mother of this five-year-old boy about her son, about him and how he deserved to die. And I mean, some, some just really awful things, terrible things. You know, it's not even like in the moment you say something stupid, like I, you know, just, I could kill him. I'm not condoning that, but it's so much more, it's more graphic than that. It's more specific than that. It's, you know, the manner in which he would do it and it's repeated and it's full of just evil and anger by the way a white guy a white guy i didn't make any difference in my mind the question was whether did, whether he committed the crime he was charged with and terrible human beings still need fair trials too terrible human beings who did reprehensible things still need to be able to have their case heard and have fairness applied. In fact, what they're asking us to believe by seeing a video from, you know, of Officer Chauvin, Derek Chauvin on the neck of George Floyd, which is terrible. I mean, he should have gotten off of him. He wasn't posing any threat. He wasn't resisting it at that point. It didn't look like he'd been resisting at least for some time. Maybe not at all, though there's maybe at the beginning there's uh, you know, something that happened off. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The point is we don't know some of that because we're not on the jury. They're, we're not even to that point yet. There may not even be a, a jury trial. This may go to, you know, he may be given a opportunity to plea, uh, to make a plea, uh, to plead or a plea offer here. So, but the point is they're asking us to, to basically disqualify every person from even being an objective an objective juror. Now, I don't live in Minnesota. I couldn't even be uh, a juror. But the point is, is that these things still matter. I can still demand justice. I can still want to see that. I can still want to have a conversation, but also want these other things as well. I, it, it's to me remarkable how quickly we've abandoned some of these truly fundamental American principles. And one of those is simply the idea that we're individuals. We're individuals first and foremost. We're not – look, I am not – I am a human being. I am actually 
Todd Huff, right? I mean, yes, I am white. Yes, I am. You can put other identifiers, conservative. Yes, I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus, which, by the way, by the way, there's a huge step towards a lot of healing right there if we would have more genuine Christianity and Christian values uh, that have, that rise to the occasion here in this in this nation in this in this time of need, but we're first and foremost individuals, and I just don't like the direction that this has taken. And so now there's the the political right. There's the event itself, and the and the other events, the Black Lives Matter movement. Now there's the political consequences, the political changes. What happens? Do we reform police or do we? completely abolish police, as some uh, say in the city of Minneapolis are looking to do? Do we um, you know, radically transform the way that you know, people, uh, the way that law enforcement interacts with people? Do we, uh, do, do we take into account the risks and dangers that they face? Do we take into account the reality? I just read a story, I think yesterday, where um, a police officer was was ambushed, shot in the back of the head or the neck. At last, when I read the story, the officer was in critical condition, but I believe stable. Like it's been, I read a lot of things, but um, the officer was still living, and I pray that he or she recovers. But the point is, the point is, there's all these other things that are going on, but when you're subjected to a one-way lecture and not a dialogue when white people are supposed to feel white guilt and white we're talking about our white allergies i mean it's it's just patently absurd to me at the same time fully recognizing recognizing that we can have things that we've been insensitive to or misunderstood you know that we misunderstand i'm fine with that again but i'm not willing i'm just not I'm not willing. This is not the way that this works. Anytime there's disagreement or disharmony between even just two people, there has to be you, the, the assumption that one side is completely right and the other side is completely wrong in general. I mean, there are extreme examples of that, not, of, of that being the case, say Nazi Germany. Uh, and other totalitarian regimes, for example, throughout the history, especially the 19th or excuse me, the 20th century, that have killed their own citizens and so forth, use an iron fist to control their lives and put, uh, put people in gulags and concentration camps and so forth. But usually, when there's <clears throat> two two individuals or groups of people, there's perspectives, and one person may hold even the majority of the the responsibility. But you work this out together. You don't say, okay, now this group of people has to shut up. Your perspective doesn't matter. You're racist because we say so, because you're white. You've even heard these people, some folks in this argument, making this argument, saying you're inherently racist if you're if you're white. You're just born racist. You don't get it. Um, and and this, this stuff has to stop. This is silliness. That is silliness. Not the rest of what's being said. There's some legitimate concerns and grievances and problems. I'm not ignoring that. I'm saying that this, that this one-sided argument that assumes that one group of people holds every bit of guilt, even going back to slavery, that I, that you somehow, 
hold responsibility for our nation's slavery, a history of slavery, is is not accurate. It's not it's not true. Right? It just isn't. It, we can we should remorse, you know, we should grieve over that. But it doesn't mean that everything that, that, that this nation was built upon was also lumped in as wrong. I mean, liberty was good. Freedom of speech was good. Freedom of religion was good. Treating people as citizens instead of subjects was good. These things are good. The United States has been good in many, many ways. Not in that one. Not when it comes to the issue of race. So the question comes, now what? Politically speaking, what are the consequences? Do we get to push back? Do we, uh, do we get to say, no, we're not responsible to the point of having to pay for reparations? Am I allowed to say that? Or is that itself racist as well? Do I get to say, no, it's crazy to not have a police force? No. I mean, in some circles, no. They don't, folks don't want us to be allowed to say that. This is not how true healing and reconciliation is done in a, in a fair manner. Yes, we can accept that we don't understand some things. Yes, we can understand or accept that there are situations that need to be addressed and understood and fixed, but we can't assume that it's all our faults individually, and we can't assume that uh, we can't let one side assume that the other side is basically uh, nothing more but a bunch of, uh, well, devils running around. There certainly are people within the white race that are devils, but we're looking at a slim uh, kind of periphery. It's it's on the, the fringes here. Anyway, I'm long in this segment. I want to talk about this today, though. So I'm going to continue this. I'm going to look at some examples, some things that we see and hear, some craziness, utter craziness that's, that's transpired. People have lost their minds. And I think at its core, I think at its core, there's uh, there's more than just people making bad decisions. There's some really really fundamentally flawed viewpoints. And and morality um, is kind of being uh, abandoned, I think, in, in many instances. When you look at some of these radical groups that have taken over cities, that's that's fine in the, in the city of Seattle. Can't send the National Guard and military in, they say, but the Lud Antifa basically run parts of the city without any question. It's nutty stuff, crazy stuff that all has transpired from this, and we'll talk about this more when we get back. Quick time out. We'll continue in just a minute. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I've mentioned that I I've mentioned this Matthew McConaughey interview with um, Emmanuel H.O., uncomfortable conversation, I believe, with the black man is what this is called. I want you to hear a part of this because, again, just because just because someone is, is black, in the case of Emmanuel H.O., I don't understand why he gets to say to Matthew McConaughey what Matthew McConaughey thinks or does when he sees another black man on the street. But that's apparently what this is evolving evolving into. So I want you just to hear a bit of this. This this is a, I don't know, 12 or 13 minute podcast. We're not going to play, of course, the whole thing. I can't 
I can't do that. But I want you to hear a snippet of this. And I just, look, some of this is fine. Again, I got no problem with the conversation. I want to understand. There's nothing wrong with wanting to understand. But to assume, to assume that uh, that someone is the problem and has nothing of value or any perspective to add simply because of their race um, is kind of a problem, folks. It's actually kind of a big problem. It's not acceptable for folks to be able to effectively use this to silence any political opposition. And I'm not going to be silent about the things, the solutions, the so-called solutions that um, that are being recommended in some cases. Some are fine. But if there's something that is you know, not to my liking for some reason or doesn't fit in with what I believe government should be doing or whatever the case may be, I should be able to say that. You should be able to say that. And instead, we're not. We're not. We have to sit and just, I'm like I said, I'm open for conversations. I'm not open for just endless lectures and assumptions that I, that you, that because of our color or whatever, whatever it is, that we are all the problem. We should see people as individuals first and foremost. Individual Individuals are this actual, the actual, the smallest minor, minority group that there is, is the individual. And that needs to be fought, uh, fought for and defended, our rights as individuals. Um, of course, Race matters, of course, religion and all these other gender matters, all those things matter. But individuals, you know, in your insert your name, that matters as well. And if you're not guilty of something, then why on earth, why on earth would you sit and let someone explain to you why you're guilty of something that you've not been guilty of? Right, I just I don't understand this. I don't have problems sleeping the night over the uh, night over this. I think you can want solutions to this problem. Understand that you're not perfect. Maybe you do have blind spots, but to say that you know, white allergies are now a thing and all this other stuff that flows from this, I just it, it's just to me it's 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 well outside the realm of. Of of reasonable at some point, but listen to this really quickly. And I got to take take a take a break here. I was long in that first segment, but here's Matthew McConaughey with Emmanuel H O asking some questions, and then Emmanuel H O responding. Here it is. Individually, mm-hmm. and I was telling you, I'm big on values, and I feel them deteriorating across the board. Um, how someone like me? How can I do better as a human? How can I do better as a man? How can I do better as a white man? That's powerful. That's how you put me on the spot. I'm going to be honest with you because that's what we're here for, to have uncomfortable conversations. You have to acknowledge that there's a problem so that you can take more ownership for the problem. The first step to acknowledging it is sitting in this chair right here across from a black man and being like, okay, I may not be talking about you, Emmanuel Acho, but I may be talking about people who look like you. Individually, you have to acknowledge implicit bias. You have to acknowledge that you'll see a black man and for whatever reason, you will view them more of a threat than you will a white man, probably because society told you to. You have to acknowledge that um, if there are two people with equal resumes, studies show 
that the person with the white sounding name is twice as likely to get a call back as a person with a black sounding name. You're a very successful man who probably has several people under you. Are you a part of that statistical problem? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at a resume saying, ah, man, nah, they sound a little too hood for me. You know, so mm-hmm. I think individually we must each fix the problem because I believe that the individuals, they affect the houses and the houses, they affect the cities and the cities affect the states and the states yes. affect the, the nation, nation and the, the nation affects the, the continent. Yes, exactly. So individually, you have to acknowledge maybe I do have a bias right. and fix it. Yep. Again, fine with asking those questions, but there's a difference between asking the question and assuming that I do (laughs) have a bias. And that's, I mean, he told Matthew McConaughey there, you have to admit that when you see a black person coming down the street, a black man, you feel more threatened by him than when you see a white man. This is spoken as though it's absolutely true. I mean, in some circumstances, Yes, that's that's true. I think that that's undeniable. But in other in other senses, uh, look, I've 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 seen plenty of uh, white people on the street or that I've gone by that I've not been uh, that I've not been comfortable with. I just I don't understand how this blanket statement just applies. You're white, so this has to be how you think. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't ask the questions. Of course. Of course, ask the questions. Of course, judge our motivations. But I don't know that anyone else can judge my motivations accurately, regardless of his or her race or gender or anything else. You can't just assume some of these things. But apparently you can. Apparently you can. And I see people falling into this trap. In fact, my wife mentioned this, seeing some people... You know, apologizing, I'm so sorry for being racist, I didn't even know I was. I mean, is that is that really what this means? I mean, if you aren't intentionally hating and holding, you know, um, I don't know, negative viewpoints or feeling you're inferior or, excuse me, superior to another race, that's clearly racism. But if you're simply living your life and someone explains to you something that they say you're guilty of and you're like, I don't even know I do that, but sorry. At some point, I just, folks, this is not, this is not, this degree is not healthy. The questions are healthy. The conversation is healthy, all that. But to just assume, to just assume that uh, everybody who's white is guilty of something uh, that any uh, anyone accuses them of is just patently silly to me. This is not how we fix. This is not how we fix problems. This really isn't. You know, there might be an explanation for a behavior. Just like looking at the resume, he said studies have shown that someone uh, with a white-sounding name is twice as likely to get a call back than someone with a black-sounding name. Well, maybe maybe that's uh, true. Maybe there's other. Maybe there's other things, but the it doesn't mean that that's what all people do. It doesn't mean that that's what people should do. No one's suggesting any any of these things, but I mean, at some point, at some point, the the problem is not legis cannot be legislated out of out of existence. The problem has to be addressed from the human heart, which is why I think we need a lot more. Jesus and a lot more biblical values here because I think that would go a long, long, long way, more than just universal guilt 
um, simply because of your race. Anyway, got to take a time out. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I want to play another part of this. This this conversation, this interview between this discussion between Matthew McConaughey and Emmanuel Ho. It's it's about thirteen minutes, but I want to play. There's a couple of parts I want to play. I just don't have the time to play, but I want to play. Uh, I want to play this little clip here, um, talking about equality, and then talking about white allergies. <clears throat> White allergies as well. So, again, this is nothing wrong with the discussion, nothing wrong with trying to understand. That part's healthy, but some of the assumptions that we must accept, some of the premises that we must accept universally uh, for an entire race of people on either side, folks, it doesn't matter to me either side, is is just it, it denies the fact that we're individuals. It uh, it denies a lot of, of, I mean, I think reality. Doesn't mean that it's not even true in bulk in some cases and in some degree mass, but to say that it's a universal truth and to get to the point where folks are saying that by being white, uh, you're inherently racist uh, is is just way out of bounds as far as I'm concerned with with reality, how the world works, and the importance of individuals making decisions in their own personal lives. So I want you to hear this little exchange between Matthew Matthew McConaughey and Emmanuel H.O. on, what is it again, uncomfortable discussion or conversation with a black man. So here you go. Equality. The (laughs) definition of equality. What equality is and what is equality not. It's been an American issue forever, and we continue to work and grow and evolve and debate what the definition of equality should be. Is there unilateral equality? There's diverse equality. It's, it's, it's a topic that I don't know that we can answer right now, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it. I do not think that there is such a thing as equality in America. The wake of slavery is still hitting African-Americans. When you get on a boat, whether you're in Lake Austin here, 10 minutes from here, or anywhere in the ocean, if you get on a boat, there is a wake that follows the boat. And although you might not still be driving the boat, mm. there are African-Americans getting smacked by the wake left of slavery. Well, Acho, what is that wake? And that's what we talked about. Systemic injustice, poor school systems, uh, voter suppression. There's a wake. And so that's why things aren't equal. Only because there's still a wake from slavery. Don't feel guilty. Just acknowledge. Heard. Heard. He says that a lot in this. Heard. Heard. It must be Matthew McConaughey's new new thing. Um, Look, again, I... I've been on the record before as saying that, and I got to take a break here. We'll we'll handle the next part of this with white allergies after the break. But I've I've explained you know my perspective or how I think about some of these things before on here on this program. When I think about um, you know that there is um, there are consequences for America's past actions. There absolutely are. Um. 
when it comes to racism and slavery and you know even even in examples where uh, folks grow up in communities i've talked about this several times where they just have lots of encounters with law enforcement maybe it's a violent community i can understand if you grow up in those communities which are in many cases predominantly black inner city communities there's a lot of violence the police are called every time you see the police in your community and again the police may have done nothing wrong don't misunderstand me if you're in law enforcement but just this idea that every time you know when you're growing up every time the cops come in someone from your community is taken away maybe you don't even know why they're they're putting handcuffs and putting the back of a uh, of a police car um, maybe they've seen an instance where someone was resisting arrest and it got violent in the streets maybe they've been involved in shootings where someone opened fire on a cop and law enforcement responded with with fire i mean things that can be defended actions taken by law enforcement but yet just we can understand i think we should be able to understand that and there's consequences for that there's consequences uh, for the the past injustices in this nation but the question is what do we do about it and he listed some things here poor schools well i'm all for making the schools better i just happen to think that they're bad for other reasons they're bad because monopoly schools led by in many cases teachers unions that have too much power um you can't fire poor teachers or there's not enough safety in the school there's violence and yet we're you know continually um allowing worse and worse behavior in in some of these places and it's it it doesn't just go away because we wish it away right i mean there's some things that i think need to be done um to make schools better choice is a good thing choice for all students is a good thing remember Trump having, I was at this year or maybe last year at the State of the Union, a young black uh, girl who was able to go to another school, a much better school because of school choice. That's a good thing. But they demonize school choice. This voter suppression, I don't want any voters to be suppressed. There's questions on what happened in, in Georgia. But I also look and see that Georgia had early voting date, dating back to, uh, I think it was May uh I, I i saw it on here a little bit ago i'm just uh not finding it right now but but early sometime in may i think maybe even may 11th no may 18th so but again it doesn't mean that the problems that happened on election day shouldn't be fixed i'm not but i'm saying there are lots of opportunities for people to to vote uh, and I also reject the notion that showing an ID is trying to suppress the vote. It's trying to suppress the illegal vote, right? We want people to be able to prove who they are. These seem to be very acceptable solutions, especially when states say, like ours have said here in Indiana, they'll give you free ID. We're not even trying to – it's not some form of a poll, poll tax. you got any day of the year that you can go, business day, you can go and, and get an ID. Why is that – inherently racist it doesn't mean that we shouldn't make sure that voting is not suppressed of course that's that's this people should be able to exercise their right to vote absolutely and if there's cases where that's not the case there should be consequences for that 
but it doesn't mean that we, you know, change the rules so much that it's ripe with opportunities, ripe with opportunities to, um, for fraud. Anyway, long in the segment, quick timeout, come back and continue this discussion. Sit tight. See you in a minute. Welcome back. So, look, I've been really long in these earlier segments, so I don't have a lot of time here. But So I can't get to white allergies this hour. I'm just not going to have time to do that. So we will address that. We'll talk about that, continue this discussion on to the other side, other side of the hour, um, which you can watch the show for free on YouTube. Hour 2 is currently streaming on YouTube, so you can go to Todd Huff Show. Or no, 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 no. Go to YouTube. You can go to toddhuffshow.com slash listen, too, if you're a subscriber to Total Access. But we'll be on YouTube hour number two today, um, navigating some of this, talking about, uh, again, Matthew McConaughey, Manuel H.O., talking about the um, just some of the, the, the consequences of, uh, or I guess, uh, circumstances we find ourselves in, getting into all different areas of, of political issues now that we've you know, talked about racism, systemic racism, um, law enforcement, that that aspect, police brutality. So I'll get into this issue of, of white allergies. And folks, we're individuals. We're individuals. Having a conversation is good, is acceptable, is fine. Good things can come from this. But what we cannot have is one a group of people to to be silenced and for one group of people to have universal guilt placed upon it um, simply because another group says that they that they should we should inspect our lives individually we should uh, check our own motivations but the idea of guilt means that you've done something wrong to deserve that guilt to have come come forth a Christian idea of guilt you know guilt motivates me to seek the forgiveness. Right, and then it's it's over and done with. God forgives that, but this this idea, this idea that because of a race uh, on either side of this, that there's universally, uh, you know, universal truths that say you are this because you're white, or you are this because you're black. That kind of thinking, we have to we have to get past that. We also just have to get to the point to where we can have a true conversation and not just simply silence one side and have any sort of political results which of course is big government liberalism that's the that what that's that's the angle that some of the some folks are using to um what they want to see accomplished here so anyway long in this segment continue this conversation in hour number two you got to take one more break you're listening to conservative not better talk i'm your host todd huff back in just a minute Welcome back. That is about all the time that we have here for hour number one. Again, as, as I've shared, hour number two is going to be streaming live on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search The Todd Huff Show. You'll be able to catch us here. Uh, we start broadcasting about three after the top of the hour, so here in the next oh, six minutes or so. Catch us there. Again, Todd Huff Show on YouTube. You can stream it for free. Hour number two will continue this discussion. Also, 
Um, look, I just appreciate you listening. This, uh, th- these are these are difficult issues that um, you know. There, there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of pitfalls that exist, and you know, a lot of political correctness, a lot of things that you are just supposed to accept or not say or what have you. But I look, that's not how problems are solved. So um, I appreciate you giving me the flexibility and freedom to do that here this morning. So. Anyway, continue this into hour number two on YouTube. Join us there. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you in a few.